Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are back once again with our weekly podcast, True Hill Heat 118. On this edition of Trill Hill Heat, we will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including week 70 of the Wednesday Night War with AEW Dynamite featuring Darby Allin versus John Silver for the AEW TNT Championship and WWE NXT featuring more build for Stand and Deliver, including the contract signing for Cole versus O'Reilly unsanctioned match. We're also going to be discussing the big news of Andrade's release from WWE. The fallout from WWE Fastlane 2021, as well as the fallout from the New Japan Cup 2021 finals, including the controversial angle concerning Will Ospreay. Preview and predictions for ROH's 19th anniversary. And we are back with another special personal countdown from the host of True Hill Heat. So I have to introduce them. Of course, I am back once again with the lovely, the beautiful Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, hello, hello. Let me in. Or do we want to say let me in now? I don't know. What do you think, think, guys? I thought you was going to go with the, this is my brutality. Like, like you you got the hook line right on your shirt. And did you start off with that shit? Right. Because of that, I think that's more controversy than Miss Rhea Ripley. I think so. This is my brutality! Um... (laughs) But I think Let Me In is more controversy with that bullshit than anything else. So, yes, we will be discussing that. uh, Yeah, a lot for you to give your thoughts on Chrissy Love as far as that concern. The princess of all the true heels is with us. And of course, we have the true heel resident alcoholic himself, the chairman of Titan Nation, the one, the only (laughs) top guy, JJ. Yeah, we got to get this on deck, get the show on the road. I was waiting for that intro so I could pour my drink. That's all I was waiting for. That's all I was waiting for. Some bullshit and some 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 fiend talk and this is a good episode coming up here. You know yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be great. Can't wait to hear Chrissy's, Chrissy's remarks to this shit. <laughs> of course, a good time for sure. This is that the berry punch, JJ? This one, no, this is, oh, this is strawberry lemonade juice. Ah. And then, of course, 1800. I'm going 1800 today. Okay. Okay. Sorry, sis. I, I'm Sorry. waiting for, I'm waiting for more monitor to come in. I'm waiting for more monitor to come in. I've been bodying that shit. Oh, uh, okay. We've been seeing it. Uh, this is <laughs> True Hill Heat is brought to you by our good friends over at Powered 4 TV, the leading streaming site in all of the UK for professional wrestling. You can get 50% off of your first month over on Powered4.tv by using the promo code SP3. SP3 promo code. Get your latest on Power 4 TV. They got TNT Extreme Wrestling. They got more True Hill Heat for you to enjoy over there. And of course, Powered 4 SP3 every single Wednesday now on the Powered 4 TV YouTube channel as well as their streaming site. So check that out. And of course, we start off every True Hill Heat with our True Hill Roll Call. This is for you, the subscribers, the supporters of True Hill Heat. So a quick reminder, drop this video 
a thumbs up. Share this video on all your favorite social media platforms. Of course, share it with a friend, a friend, or a family. And of course, there is the subscribe button. If you haven't already, push the subscribe button. Over 50% of you watching this video actually does not subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. And it's like, what the, the hell, hell are you doing? What the, what the hell are you? What the hell are you doing? Subscribe. You get alerted when we go live with these videos every single Saturday with the True Hill Heat podcast, as well as any other content, including our live streams. So push that subscribe button, push the bell, and stay notified by pressing all so you always get notified when we get new content right here. And maybe we will shout you out on the next True Hill Roll Call. We're going to start yeah. off with our top three conversation starters from the True Hills group page. Coming in at number three, he heard you last week calling him out. He's the oh. New Japan officiato himself, James Wims. Number three, bro. Come on. Yo, yo. Right, what's bro. happening right now? Get it together. I need another number, man. You're like the second. <sighs> hey, hey, hey. He's happy right now. New Japan had a great show over the weekend, so he's, he's, he's happy about that. So that's why he's back in the top three. Coming in at number two is Jermaine Pacman. Coming in at number one, once again, is Charles Kirkhoff. Three weeks mm, ago. Wow. Charles he's probably got a new with new guy now. Three weeks now. Okay, Charles, keep it going. He's trying. He's trying to get on his uh, Nick Jackson status. Yeah, so, that's what's up. It, keep it he's going. Been the Nick Jackson for a while. Are you okay, JJ? I, I think okay. I think he just hacked my server, yo. He heard yo. his fucking shit, <laughs> and he just booted me. Like yo, <laughs> Skype just booted me and just restarted the whole app. <laughs> <laughs> the whole app just restarted. Sometimes that happens, you know. Like, psych! (laughs) You ain't talking about me. (laughs) Don't mess with James Wims, man. He's he's hacking into Skype and everything. A couple of uh, true heels we got a shout-out is Daltono, Charles, Charlie Layton, Wrestling is Fire, and the Zornis. Zornis is a very talented artist. And they they heard the outcries from myself and Alex McCarthy. Myself and Alex McCarthy, we have now been dubbed the Daily Boys, Chris. Yeah, man, I saw those. Yep, I love it. Yes, yes. So he did a comment on them. Yep. The Zornis did a drawing of us as the Daily Boys. He also did an animation of us as mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I loved it. Yes, I gotta hand it to him. Very talented person. So we had this animation. Right. Absolutely. I love it. He did his thing. We got to also shout out for the YouTube subscriber highlight. The one, the only Kwame Shafir on True Hill Heat 117. He said, I watched Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa 2. And I have to say, it topped Kaylee Ray versus Mako Satomura as the best women's match of 2021. Ooh, wow. The best AEW women's wrestling match ever. Uh, because these two women went out and absolutely tore the house down in the first ever women's unsanctioned lights out match. So great comment there by Kwame Shafir. I had to abbreviate it some. He had more to say. So check of that course. out on the True Hill Heat 117. Fifth generation Carney, Joseph with it, one of our best uh watchers and supporters on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, saying on True Rewind 42, hilarious review to a terrible pay-per-view talking about uncensored 1996 so 
that brings us to what we miss. And of course, what we miss is the Wednesday night war between WWE, NXT, and AEW Dynamite. You know how we do on True Hill Heat. We started off by giving you the ratings, telling you what happened on both shows, and then the hosts decide what we thought was the better show for the week this week. If you don't like us, you only have... I think it's three more episodes, only three more episodes, JJ, Chrissy Love, of Wednesday Night Warriors for you guys to enjoy. <sighs> There's going to be one for this week, one for next week, and of course, one for the first night of TakeOver and AEW Dynamite. So please enjoy Chris G and Romeo. Show your support by watching Wednesday Night Warriors because they break down both shows a little bit more in detail than we are able to have time here. So definitely check that that out and enjoy so yo, cheap plug cheap plug real quick yo and i know you're gonna get right into the ratings but yo i have watched probably more than anything on this channel is true rewind that is <laughs> some of the funniest shit that i watch every single time i watch that shit the imitations that sp puts on when it comes <laughs> to monday night raw when his favorite character yes. gold dust comes on television it is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Like I, I, I don't prop him that often. Thank but you. But yo, legit, legit, awesome shit. Like true rewind. More eyes needs to be on true rewind. Yeah, that I, shit. I totally has agree. Been fucking hilarious. I Thank think. I, yeah. That means a lot coming from JJ. So I will, <laughs> I will, I will say here. You're going to really enjoy the go-home show to WrestleMania 12 because oh, in one episode, I went from Goldust to Paul Bera to The Undertaker within three segments. So what? you're going to have okay. to, you're gonna enjoy Gold that. Dust, his Goldust impersonations are is a spot, a spot. fucking hilarious show. They're spot on, though. Always a good time on True Rewind. Definitely check that out, as well as Wednesday Night Warriors. But let's talk about the ratings first for NXT and AEW before we get in the shows. Chrissy Love, you got your drums ready? I am ready. Let's go. Hit the drums. So, for week 70 of the Wednesday Night Wars, WWE NXT is up from last week's 597,000 viewers to... 678,000 viewers, almost up Ooh. like nearly 100K. Okay. AEW Dynamite is, however, down. Mm. But they win the Wednesday Night Wars with 757,000 <laughs> viewers. <sighs> down from last week with 768,000 viewers. AEW Dynamite had a very good main event with Darby Allin defeating John Silver of the Dark mm -hmm. Order. To retain the TNT Championship after the match, Matt Hardy attacked uh, Darby, leading to a huge brawl between the Dark Order and the Hardy family office, HFO. Uh, we also had Kenny Omega defeat Matt Seidel in a superb opener. Open Such up, a great yeah. match to, to kick mm -hmm. off the show. Laredo Kid and Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks and Brad, uh, Brandon Cutler was probably even a level above that opener as well in an awesome trios match, which Laredo Kid 
Kid and the Lucha Bros won with Laredo Kid getting the pin over Cutler. After the match, Omega attacked Laredo Kid and wanted the Young Bucks to too sweet him to make up for last week, but they left him hanging. The Lucha Bros then super kicked and dropped Omega with the double stomped package power driver combo before the Good Brothers came down to help out the champ. Next week, it will be Omega and the Good Brothers versus Laredo Kid and the Lucha Bros, which should be awesome as well. Britt Baker cut a brilliant pro proclaiming that she is now a hardcore legend and that <laughs> are the most epic letters in wrestling, not AEW. Tay Conte beat Nyla Rose in an upset, and then a post-match uh, brawl happened with Nyla and Bunny getting the upper hand over Sheeta and Conte to set up a tag team match for next week. The Pinnacle won their debut trios match and then cut an excellent promo, uh, MJF promising gold to the members of the Pinnacle next week. Over on WWE NXT, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly signed the contract for their unsanctioned match at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2 with some fantastic promos from both men. Jordan where were the T-Birds? Where were the rest of them at? What happened? I said, where were the rest of the T-Birds? Because he's, he's just like one of the T-Birds. Guys, come on. Get it together. God, I, 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 know I, I, you know, yeah, keep going, guys. Jordan Devlin defeated Kushida <laughs> after interference from Legado Del Fantasma. After the match, Shawn Michaels made the NXT Cruiserweight unification match for TakeOver a ladder match. Regal made a very confusing decision. A, we're going to have a 12-man battle royal to set up a six-man eliminator match. To decide the number one contender for the NXT North American title on TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1. And the winner of that will verse Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American title on TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2. Very confusing how he explained it. That was the most simple way I could put it. Regal yeah. also announced... MSK will face oh, uh, Grigel Young Veterans and Legato Del Fantasma in a three-way for the vacant NXT Tag Team titles after Danny Burch's injury that relinquished the titles after last week's main event. And Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart successfully defended the NXT Women's Tag Team titles for the first time over uh, Aaliyah and Mercedes Martinez of the Robert Stone brand. So we were going to start off with you, Miss Christy Love. What did you think was the better show for the week, AEW or NXT? Um, I will give it to AEW. Even though NXT was good. It was a good show, build up to what we're going to see for the pay-per-view. I just feel that AEW was more consistent with the shows. The promos were spot on. Everything was good for it. I mean, it, wasn't a, it was a good show. It wasn't great, but it was still better than NXT. So that's my reasoning for picking them so we got one for aew this week top guy jj i i was on the verge of saying like tie but then i can't say tie i have to pick a winner and i'm gonna go i'm i want to do nxt but i can't do nxt this week i can't like i want to because nxt was really good but my problem with nxt is that this is the problem with having WrestleMania season three weeks right before a pay-per-view. They just put, like, 92 feuds together in one show. Like, they put every, they put the whole TakeOver Stand and Deliver card together on this one show, which would make great TV, but, damn, they got a lot of good meat in there. 
So they had little time for matches. Their matches were probably like three to four minutes each because they had to cut like 22 promos. So AEW was the complete opposite. Beautiful in-ring work. Kenny Omega and Matt Seidel to me was like, oh my God, how the fuck are y'all gonna how the fuck are y'all gonna top this? And then and then John Silva and Darby Allen. Like to me, that was like the most mediocre of mediocre main events that I thought I was gonna see. And then they fucking delivered. I just hope that John Silver is actually okay because he I think he dislocated his shoulder. He definitely yeah, he, did confirm, he confirmed that he did dislocate his shoulder. He looked injured. He definitely looked injured. Um, but AEW just all across the board gave me the promos, gave me the gave me a powerful promo by the pinnacle, gave me some real powerful babyface promos by John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Like NXT is kind of like they delivered on the promo aspect, but forgot they had a wrestling show. And AEW was able to do it all. So I'm going with AEW for this week. But NXT was pretty good. Yeah. Last Very week, well said. Last week was an easy 10-8 round for AEW beating the crap out of uh, NXT. It was like a Tyson fight in 1992. It was really bad. That Yeah. NXT was, was down for the count. With the COVID outbreak, while AEW was fi- was firing on all cylinders, this week was a little bit closer, but it was still an easy ten nine round for AEW because okay. usually, usually on the weeks where it's closer, you can say AEW had the better show, NXT had the better match, but the top three matches on Wednesday all night AEW. was all AEW. AEW. All AEW. Matt Seidel versus Kenny Omega, Darby Allen versus John Silver, and the Lucha Bros and Laredo versus Young Bucks and yep. Bra- Brandon Cutler. Like all of those matches were better than everything on NXT. Mm-hmm. When NXT's best match that they promoted was Kushida and Jordan Devlin, and those motherfuckers only went out there for four minutes before Legado Van Fantasma injected themselves and ruined the match. Like you, if you would have gave those guys 10 or 11 minutes to just go out there and have a good match they probably would have been the best match on the night but they didn't even get the chance to do that and i don't have a match that's why (laughs) i don't think kushida needed to take a loss after his uh loss at vengeance day so it was like you had a whole bunch of other people that could have took this loss to jordan devlin outside of kushida so i didn't like that i mean unless it's going to set up kushida as the next challenger for the cruiserweight title afterwards i don't see the point of putting him there I really like the stuff with uh, Valter and Ciampa. That's the match I'm probably looking forward to the most out of both nights of TakeOver. Uh, It's probably O'Reilly and Cole and that and Valter and uh, Ciampa because that match is going to be killer. I thought that Cole and O'Reilly's promos were fantastic. More... um, more cold than O'Reilly, but O'Reilly had the best line of the night saying that the, he sold his soul from the Undisputed Era, and I want my soul back. That was just a I great, went back. powerful, <laughs> passionate moment. Loved it. But AEW was the better show last night, guys. The, the opener was fantastic with Omega and Seidel. The trios match was awesome. Omega was even better in the post-match. Just say, too sweet me, bro. Too sweet me for the hard camera, bro. Give it to the hard cam. <laughs> the hard cam. <laughs> for the hard cam. For the hard cam. Omega, it just what's going on with the Elite? It seemed like... We, we, we were talking about it for months, that the elite drama and the saga with the elite and Hangman Page was the best storyline in wrestling. And then after they kind of lost the titles and the Young Bucks had that false heel turn, that storyline kind of dropped off. 
and now they're kind of kind of bringing it back to the forefront. Uh, the Young Bucks seem likable again because they're finally showing a backbone. Omega's getting more unhinged and more of a cocky bastard. The Good Brothers coming out late to save Omega was a, was a nice little touch of what's going on on Impact Wrestling. So everything seems to be lining up very well. Omega, I mean, like you said, Moxley and Kingston with a great promo setting up more matches with Moxley and Young Bucks versus Omega and the Good Brothers or, or Moxley and Kingston versus the Young Bucks. There's so many great matches and the fact that they main evented with two guys one is 29 years old and one is 27 years old one was the last fucking time we were able to say that for raw smackdown or even fucking nxt we never able to say that we never see two 20 year old guys or two 20 year old girls going one-on-one in the main event of any show on wwe so Yeah, exactly. So to see that on AEW. Never, never, ever, ever, ever. That's all about building up the future and also a big indictment on WWE on this episode of AEW. It's Tank fucking Conti. Where the fuck was this girl in NXT the whole time? Like, you're telling me this girl was in your performance? Wait, 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 wait. wait. She was there? She was there. You know, she was there for a long time. She was five there for a long years. Time. You're lying. Time. I don't believe you. No, no. Five years. She never looked that good. She never looked that good. And she seems like a whole new person, a whole new competitor. I was so happy. You may not remember her. any of that information. Nope. Don't never seen it. Don't never heard of it. I was so happy she got the win here, and I'm very happy that it looks like she's gonna be up for uh Sheeta's title. So yeah, AEW. Easy victory this week for week 70 of the Wednesday Night Wars. Yes, so that is all for the Wednesday Night Wars this week. We, guys, we're only going to talk about the Wednesday Night Wars two more episodes. Two more episodes where we get to talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. And That's then, so sad. And it's then, been fun. It's, it's been fun. Like, it's been fun. We've had it's been like a year? almost 75 weeks. Almost 75 weeks of okay. it. And, you know... NXT's put up, you know, they put up a halfway decent fight. A halfway decent. They, they wave the red flag on the white flag. You know, it's uh, kind of like you know, if you ever seen. No, no, no. When I mean halfway decent, you remember like the? Have you ever seen like the Sugar Shane Mosley and Mayweather fight where Shane had them banging two rounds? He had two banging rounds, and then he just got the floor mopped with him for the rest of the flight. This is pretty much what that case is. Like NXT has just got the floor wiped with them for the rest of the fight. But those couple rounds was pretty strong. Couple haymakers with pay-per-views on Wednesdays, you know? I mean, to make it more like wrestling, the the Wednesday Night Wars was like John Cena versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam 2014. Like Cena oh, hit Come on. Cena hit the move. <laughs> come on. It ain't gross. Oh, come on. Yo, Brock Lesnar didn't fucking sell a lick that whole I'm fight. Just saying, I'm just saying, when there's been 70 weeks of a war and one side wins 60 of the 70 weeks, that's that's the Brock Lesnar versus John Cena match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At least Mosley won a couple rounds. Cena didn't no. round in that fight. Like, rounds <laughs> is more than one minute. It means more than one show. So... Uh, you know. Teacher zone. I mean, pick your uh, pick your opinion. Which one you think? I just I feel like NXT had a couple 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 body blows, and then 
AEW just fucked them up altogether. <laughs> Let us know in the comments below what you guys think. All right, so we're going to talk about WWE Fastlane 2021. You know, you heard myself and Top Guy JJ's thoughts on our Fastlane Roundtable review, which was starred and headlined by Drunk Guy JJ's reaction to, of course, the return of The Fiend as the crispy Fiend returned to help Alexa Bliss beat Randy Orton at Fastlane. But there was also good stuff on the show, like Roman Reigns defeating Daniel Bryan in an incredible main event, thanks to the rated R superstar Edge. Uh, apparently, to Dave Meltzer, Edge turned heel. He got hit with a steel chair by Daniel Bryan, then attacked Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns with the steel chair, which cost Daniel Bryan the win. Drew McIntyre oh. defeated... Cholera shocked! Drew McIntyre defeated Sheamus in a hard-hitting, no-holes-barred match. Nia and Shayna beat Bianca and Sasha to successfully defend the Women's Tag Team Championships. But Miss Christie Love, you know what the people want to hear. What was your thoughts on the crispy... Fiend returns, and the fact Alexa Bliss beat Randy Orton. Uh, for the fact that you had the Fiend come, and he was good, and then it just went from bad to even worse. Is there any reason why we have to show this person who, first of all, who made this costume? They need to be fired. That's number one. Number two, I already... He, you know what? He, he probably did. Who knows? But I think that the outfit is now. Is he gonna wrestle Randy Orton in this trash ass outfit, or is he gonna um to have like a five five fun house type of like spiel um type of match? Who knows? But I think they should throw the whole thing in the garbage. The fiend just needs to go in the garbage and never just come back. That's just what we should do with it because it's not work. It's not working anymore, friend. It's really not. It's just. It's just. It's bad. Like. I, I was there and I'm like, I watched on that trash ass Peacock app as, as well. And I was sitting there and I'm like, nah, no, they didn't do that. No, no. And I was like, damn, they did that. The whole coming out the ring, cool. But the outfit, it looked like he was melting as he was standing there, still on fire. Does that not make, does it look like, I feel like he, it was like dripping down. The, I mean, the, the, the ink and all that stuff was dripping off his, his cripsy corpsey hands like burnt Chris hands like that is it fried chicken that was like burned like super burnt you forgot all about it and the chicken is just was dripping still with the grease like coming out yeah it sounds like a fresh reaction because you must have just finished watching it on the peacock app because it must have just finished you know what I actually just got the email uh was it yesterday you can still watch this on peacock now I was like but I watched it on Sunday so I was really oh. confused at the email that, that was sent to me. And now they have to go and to go take out all the content that they have on there to make oh, it more. Oh, 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 he's going to get into that. Oh, oh, oh okay. For what I was jabbing at. I was jabbing at. I was just jabbing at the fact that we had to literally eliminate conversations from our chat because we was watching it on the network and people from Peacock was like a match behind us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that makes so much sense because I was watching it with my friend and I was like, wait, let me pause my stuff because... What I'm hearing is not what I'm looking at, and they were just like all it, it was. It was. It was. I don't. It was not executed properly. It, I don't know if they was not ready. I don't know why they just didn't ready. say it wasn't ready. ready. They they, <laughs> they were not. And then like you you guys will see a commercial like, and I have the one that's ad free. Like I'm not supposed to see any damn ads, but I've seen ads. 
Oh, so you I paid see that. The, so you paid the ten cash. I paid the ten cash, son. Wow, and you still saw commercials. Pizza. So like, what's up with so that? When y'all would have a commercial break or like a break between the matches or whatever, day, I'm seeing something from from like a Peacock commercial or some sh stupid shit like that. I don't like the app. I'm really not really feeling the app. I'm I don't even want to watch WrestleMania now because of this app. To be honest. Damn. The app has ruined it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to see anything from Peacock. Like you gave the survey a thumbs down. <sighs> what was your it's thoughts bad. on uh, Roman and Daniel Bryan's main event and the the report from Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer that we are now going to get a triple threat with Edge, Roman, and Daniel Bryan at Well, you, we, you guys kind of like gave that away last week. You remember when we were talking about it? So I kind of had it like in the notion that okay, yeah. I was telling my friends, I was like, it's setting us up before the whole, like, Daniel Bryan is going to be, like, inputted, like how Charlotte was inputted in, her, like, the whole women's match for uh, Ronda and Becky. So now, Daniel has to now be inputted. So I feel like he's getting the Charlotte effect. And... Whoa! Whoa! No! No! Yes! Come on, guys. He's getting the Charlotte effect. He's he literally... He literally... Tap out. No, no, no! Wait, wait, wait! Let me. Let you me go so fast. Before you go, you go top guy, JJ. Right, 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 right. Oh. You're talking about something completely different. I'm talking about the comparison to Charlotte Flair. That's false, because Daniel Bryan is doing more of a Daniel Bryan, a new, a returning superstar, comes back, wins the Royal Rumble. His face run kind of fails. He turns heel, and Danny O'Brien is inserted into the main event of WrestleMania. We literally lived through this at WrestleMania 30. We literally lived through this six years ago. Do not compare it to Charlotte Flair when it's literally Danny O'Brien repeating his history. Okay, friend. You can see it the way you want to see it. It's fine. That's great. I am just saying that now that Daniel Bryan is a part of this whole storyline, it is now giving me the effect that we didn't even need Edge in the first place to win this whole Royal Rumble for him to get go. Just saying. Did you say the same thing when uh, when Charlotte was inserted? Did you say Becky didn't need to win the Royal Rumble? No, I did not oh, say that. Okay. We were... oh, I just wanted to make but sure that was... you weren't keeping the same energy. Do you remember why Charlotte Flair got inserted into the championship match? Because she's Charlotte Flair. <laughs> that was the reason. That was the whole okay. reason. Sure. That's fine. What I'm saying is that I watched from that match at Fastlane, this is the feelings that I got from it. Now, you gotcha. guys can say whatever okay. you want. And Copy. I get that. And I understand Absolutely. everything that you guys, you guys are all saying. However, from that match that we've seen at Fastlane, and Edge goes and hits him with the chair, Bitch. I'm just sitting. Right. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so that's just my feeling. I was like, oh, okay. My boy was right. He told me that we were going to get the whole like triple threat match. Great. Now I see how we're going to get the triple threat match. So it just gave me like that whole like, okay, we're going to insert this other person that's been doing a good job because he had his whole like run with this person. And that has to be inputted in the same match because again, the whole role to WrestleMania, his whole, his whole winning of the Royal Rumble, everything was just meh. Okay, that's all I'm just trying to. But this is what is run open is is really full. Son, I'm sorry. This is this is this is what I I kind of tried to explain this to uh, drunk guy JJ. He kind of tried he got it at the end of the fast lane roundtable review. But okay, this is this is not the Charlotte Flair situation because. This is the story they've been telling the whole time. It would, this would be, you could compare it to Charlotte Flair if 
Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns was the plan for WrestleMania, and Edge got uh, into it. Yeah. But this, this is, is the, this is the reverse of the whole Charlotte Flair. If they were telling the story of Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky the whole time, the, and Charlotte got it scented, I don't think it would have got the reaction that it did. The reason why the rea- the reaction to Daniel Bryan being inserted is more positive is because one, it's Daniel Bryan. Two, it's because this is the story they've been telling ever since Edge won the Royal Rumble. Like, it was all about the build-up to Elimination Chamber. Then Brian won, and then ever since Elimination Chamber, they've been telling the story of Brian getting converted into mm-hmm. the Universal title picture. And he's been the most interesting guy in the whole picture because Edge has been a very confusing character. Yes, you are the absolutely. ultimate opportunist, and you're talking down to a guy who just asked for a match and then won a match to get this match. And you're trying to act like he cheated his way to the title match when you're the fucking ultimate opportunity. Yo, how do you say I don't like how you did that? I don't yeah. like how you did that when you're the one that came out at New Year's Revolution where John Cena was half fucking dead. He was half dead. And you cash in your briefcase, but you don't like how he is fighting his way into this picture? Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with this. SP, you are correct on that, and I agree with everything you are saying. That is absolutely correct, and I understand that. And it's just to the point, like, I think they just dropped the ball with this whole thing in general. Like, the whole... With both both, um, Rumble winners, I think they, they... We had big, big pops for both of them, and you dropped the ball on both lead-ups to WrestleMania. Well, that's a good segue to bring up that uh, this week after Fastlane on social media, there was a big uproar after Monday Night Raw, which we're about to get into right now. Mm But uh, basically, Monday Night Raw announced the lineups for night one and night two of Mm -hmm. WrestleMania with alluding that the WWE Championship matchup between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre would main event night one, which is also going to include Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Fans took that on Tuesday and started a whole hashtag that became trending worldwide. Hashtag main event Banks versus Belair. When multiple people, not only fans, analysts, wrestling journalists, and wrestlers themselves, such as The Rock's daughter, Simone Johnson, uh, uh, Shotzi, uh, Shaza uh, McKenzie, independent wrestlers, as well as WWE superstars, all repeated the hashtag and shared the hashtag, wanting Banks and Belair to main event WrestleMania because of how important this match would be. But like I've talked about already on last week's True Hill Heat, they blew it. They blew this fucking shit, and they continue to blow it. But we did get a little bit of what Dave Meltzer is calling another heel turn at Fastlane with Banks slapping Belair. Do you think that this was an official heel turn for Sasha Banks, JJ? No. No. No, Not at all. This is just a heel heel turn for this feud. Because they have to establish good and bad for this match. Yep. So mm-hmm. Sasha's one person had to become the bitch, and the other person had to become the one that has the uphill battle. They have. This is the WrestleMania story. This is their formula for 36, 37 years. They gotta have an uphill battle, and they gotta have the evil person at the top or the person that's being chased. Sasha is the one that's being chased. So it's, Sasha is the standard. But damn, damn. You know what's really what's really fucked up about Night One? How they really fucked up Night One's thing? placement, they put both Bobby Lashley, Sasha Banks, and Bianca Belia in the same night. 
Well, yeah, I it's, like, they were how do you, it's like, how do you take, you can't take away Bobby Lashley's, he's been waiting for this for 17 years to main event WrestleMania. And then now you have the argument of Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair needs to main event night one of WrestleMania. So like how, like how do you, Bobby Lashley might never be in this position again. How do you take that away from him? <laughs> Roman will probably be there next year. <laughs> I'm this is saying, true. You, you know, you're right. For the next two years, yeah, definitely. He's I only, he's only got like six WrestleManias under his belt to prove that. But it, 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 <laughs> it's just an unfair position for, for, for Banks, Belair, and Lashley to be in the same night. Like, it just, it just, it's just unfair. Why can't we just swap? Why we can't swap Oscar for Banks and go to Monday night two? Why we can't do that? I knew they weren't gonna have. They weren't gonna be on night two. Night two is main evented by Roman Reigns. Like regardless, yeah, that, 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 yeah, yeah. Like if they were on the same night, and, and, as, and, and as, that's as what as I was. Roman, trying, they that's... never were gonna main event. If they're on the same night as Drew and Bobby. They have a chance to main event, and I think that's why fans went online and started uh, getting that hashtag trended because they can they can cause an uproar because this is gonna ruin Bobby Lashley's only time to main event WrestleMania because there will legitimately be fans that are upset that these women are not in the and main that event, is so and unfair. they will boo Bobby Lashley. And that and, is so and, unfair to Bobby Lashley because. This is the reign that we've all wanted for so long, oh, and then yeah. now he's, he has the best possible opponent, and then he's going to get critiqued for being in the same card, main eventing what we should be seeing as a main event. It's just a fucked up spot for Lashley and, and, and whoever's supporting him to be in. Like, that's just, it's just yeah. really shitty. Because if anything, they would have made it be like the ladies in one night and the guys in one night, whichever one. But, but unfortunately, like. I, that's, what, three main I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's three main events where it just sucks. Like everyone, it, no one is winning. Everyone is going to get the shit end of the stick, regardless. Lashley, Sasha, and and Bianca, they're all getting the shit end of the stick. It's not gonna. It's not. It's great that they're head. They're headlining a part of the three main events. That's wonderful. But someone is going to, at the end of the day, get the end of the stick, and it sucks I'm, because all three of them deserve it. Honestly, guys, I feel like the only way that they can promote this is remember how they did, I believe, back in WrestleMania 8 when they promoted double main event. When they promoted double main event, when you have Banks and Belair followed by Lashley and McIntyre, like you got to at least, if you, I don't know if it's going to work. I'm, and I'm I'm right, I don't see it happening either. Yeah. I don't see it happening either. And that's not a good spot for them. Like the right. Spot, if they're not in the main event, the best spot for them is to open the show. To open the show. They should have to open the show. They definitely should open the show. If, if anything, they, they if, if Lashley gets to, to main event like we should, said he should, then have them kick the show off and do it with a banger. Don't give me no half. Give me good 25 minutes of a banger. Don't give me no half-ass shit. I'm just going to put this out there. But, but SP, I don't ahead, want Bobby Lashley to main event WrestleMania. I'm just saying. Okay. That's fine. Because, because, wait, let me explain. Because I don't want to see Bobby Lashley lose the WWE Championship. And it is the main event of WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre is winning. So I don't understand why we want Bobby Lashley in the main event. I don't want. I don't want. The reason why I want him in the main event because I don't think he's ever gonna get this spot again. Not everybody should main event WrestleMania. But he is. Even though he. Every, even though he's red hot right now, I, I will Why give you that. That's it. The feud is not red hot. 
This is not. This is a match that we saw at Backlash last I year. I get it. This I get it. This is not a match I that should it. main event. I figured it was more so like I feel like Sheamus and Drew McIntyre have more of a run with each other than freaking Lashley and McIntyre. Like, and I was like, we're at Flashland. I'm like, he's fighting this dude again, and they did a good job doing that match. And it's like you keep repeating the same cycle over and over and over. And it's like, come on, like give the people this. Build what, me up, so, like so, so, let so, me feel engaged because, like, right now, I don't want to see WrestleMania. I'm so not is, is engaged. Kind of I'm really not. I'm sorry. Double is it a double question? Is it a form of Bobby Lashley being a victim and a culprit of both good and bad booking? Yes. I mean, I mean, Bobby Lashley is a form of good booking. I, I, I was saying it for what six months on this right. show. That Bobby Lashley's the most protected guy in the company. And that's why he, he was ready to win the WWE Championship. But they didn't right. put any real focus on a Drew and Bobby story. If they would have if they would have sold the sold the seeds, I don't think it's both. I just think that they it's it's just bad. It's bad planning more than bad booking. Right. So it's like because of the fact that Fastlane came three weeks before WrestleMania, they have no time to build this up as a red Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's like, how is the hottest guy on the Monday Night Raw roster not prime for the main event? Because yeah. we're anticipating him to lose. And I, I'm, I will pick Bobby Lashley to beat Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. It's just that I'm like, Bobby Lashley will never have this torch again. Like, he is as hot as he will ever be in his entire run with WWE, and he is as unstoppable as he'll ever be right now. Right now. Both Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, it's the fucked up thing is that probably they will probably never have this match at WrestleMania again. So it's like, this is a, I feel like this is really a form of being a victim of both good and bad. Because it's... You, if you pick one, it's like, damn, you really just shitted on Lashley's moment. But mm-hmm. then if you don't put them in the main event, it's like, damn, this is the first time you got two black women main eventing, and you fucked that up. This is the and first yeah, time it, it, it would be so, two people of color in the main event. Not even like... Because I was like you. I was like you. Who main events night one? Who do I think main events might want? Who, who do I? Should, who should main event night one? Banks and Belair. And why? Because this is the easiest alley oop for WWE to have a press release and have something to promote. Two people of color in the main event of WrestleMania, like. This will never, they will never have this chance again by, by their, by their averages that it took 37 years to get to this point. We're not going to get to this point for another 30 years where there's two people of color against each other. We've never even seen it on the men's side. And we've had Bobby Lashley, The Rock, Kofi Kingston, all these great black professional wrestlers. And we've never had the opportunity for Rock versus Booker T at a WrestleMania. Never even had now we got Bianca and Sasha, two yep. women who are young. Bianca's only 32. Sasha's only 28. This is the future of the company. So not only are you making a statement that this is the future of our company, that you're putting women on in the main event once again, but you have two people of color to main event WrestleMania as well. This is just checks too Absolutely. many Absolutely. Chrissy, do you agree? I agree. I, totally I agree, agree as well. I, defend, I agree as well, but... Damn, Bobby Lashley's in a fucked up spot. 
That that's when I say victim of good and bad because he's in a fucked up spot. It's a fucked up spot to be in because mm-hmm. he deserves it. He fucking deserves it, and I don't care what nobody says. He deserves to be in that spot. But damn, it has to come at the expense of fucking history. Like, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's a fucked I up think spot that, I think they'll take history over someone that need that that should be there. Personally. I, I think. I think they're gonna go with Lashley and Drew. I think they're really think into. So too, I think man. they're really into Drew, and they want to give him his <sighs> in front of the fans. Why, better... why do we have to give Drew the belt back now, though? Because he didn't get it in front of the fans yet. So, but we got to talk about. There's more stuff for us to talk about. Thank Back you for indulging us talking more about <laughs> WrestleMania plans. Shit, man. We also had Monday Night Raw. What we missed, Orton called out Crispy Fiend and was laid out. To set up their WrestleMania match. And by set up their WrestleMania match, I mean the fiend, this monster, this this insane circus clown that has been burnt alive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did not make a challenge. He did, he did not do a Firefly Funhouse to challenge nope. Randy Orton. He didn't even get on the mic and challenge Randy Orton. No. He nope. laid out Randy Orton and did this. That's it. Oh my god, that was hot. Oh Wait, my didn't God. Alexa Bliss do the point? No, the Fiend did. No, the Fiend did it. I forgot all about the I point. I thought you I right. misread that shit. I was like, I really thought... I, I don't even want to talk about that. Exactly. I think, I think, I think, I think that was the, the perfect way to segue. That'd, but be I another, wanna, that'd be a whole other rant. I do yeah. want to... Miss Chrissy Love, what did you think about Rhea Ripley debuting to challenge Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania? I, I, well, that's why I'm wearing my shirt today. Um, but, uh, I thought it was cute. Um, we had to get someone to go against Asuka because Asuka hasn't been seen in, like, what? She hasn't even been on a pay-per-view for how many pay-per-views now? Since the Clash three? of Champions in last September. Damn! Uh, but she hasn't defended the Raw Women's title, title on pay-per-view. Because she has been, she was against she was, she was Asuka, high right. Survivor Series champion versus champion, and she was in the tag team matches at TLC right. and Royal Rumble. Right. But the last time she defended the Raw Women's title on pay per view, she had a spot was, was last September against. Zelina and I feel like she's having the same. I feel like she's having the same run she had the last time she was the champion. Just saying. It's not really um, a run. She just has a belt that she was given to because she won money in the bank. But anywho, you know. Good point. She was handed the title because of a pregnancy. Good point. Almost a year ago. But, um, you know. Yeah, girl, you wanted something. I mean, I mean has, has Oscar been in any feud that was about her? Like, I, I remember she did feud with Sasha Os- and Bailey, but that was more about Asuka Sasha and Bailey. has always been right. a part of something. She has never been the centerpiece. No one has ever chased down Oscar. You know no. who actually came with Oscar with the most venom for this entire time, for her entire title run? Motherfucking Peyton Royce on Raw Talk. I was gonna say Lana, and that is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing to say that between Lana and Peyton Royce. Hey, we we do have to give it up for Peyton Royce. It was a good match. No, it was a great match. She did. She surprised me on that match. No, 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 no. The problem with Peyton Royce is that it was last week. She had the Raw Women's title since fucking May. <laughs> since May of 2020. True, true. Very true. May of 2020. Yep. And 
Peyton Royce's beautiful, great promo was last week. And also, Oscar was gone because the truth got uh, uh, got out because of Shannon. Yeah, that's, that's only two weeks. That doesn't excuse ten months. But it's still, it's still, nevertheless, like you know, you did that that promo last week. You know, great. But she did months. great. Ten, ten months. Ten months. You're right. You're right. You are. You, I can't months. argue with you guys. You are so right. I thought I mean, the about this. I thought the Rhea Ripley challenge was well done. And yeah, I thought it's a type of feud. You don't need a big build-up. You don't need a whole thing that simple as putting them in the ring together. People wanted to see that match. So that was the best and way to do it. And she'll probably win. But, JJ, the thing I want to ask you about Monday Night Raw is about the real star of WrestleMania. Yes, mm -mm. the real draw for right, night he's, one he's, he's of WrestleMania. You're there. not talking about Bobby Lashley versus, versus Drew McIntyre. No, 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 no. We're not talking about Sasha Banks. No, no. No, 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 no. Because we talked about it. <laughs> a couple weeks ago. We talked about this man looking at the WrestleMania plans and, and rip it up and he's like, I want bigger. And oh what's bigger? You know, the original plan <sighs> was a little tag team match, including John Morrison. Who is that? Casual fans don't know who he is. Um Damian Priest, some 38-year-old Puerto Rican rookie. Who cares about him? But you know what's bigger? You know what draws? Can I say his name? Can I say it? Can I say it? Can I, I say I'll it? I'll let you. Let me just say the other. In, in one corner, you got the C-list, D-list celebrity, <laughs> former star of the real world, back to New York, winner of the challenge, starring two, two Marines. Grand Slam. WWE Championship owner. And star of Miz and Mrs. Mike the Miz McZannon. In the other corner, you got the 2020 Spotify Artist of the Year. The 2021 Grammy Award, Award winner. winner. Latin album, Saturday Night Live music artist, number one recording artist, and your former 24-7 champion, Chrissy Love. What's his name? Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Outside of anything that Roman has been attempting to do, has probably been the best fucking feud on Monday Night Raw for the entire duration that he's been there. Bad Bunny has been fucking money. Like, money. I accept your challenge, bitch. <laughs> like, 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 him just, him reacting to shit. That guitar shot was fucking amazing. Like, Yo, he, his, he's been practicing. He is taking this shit seriously. Ser you yep. See uh -huh. it. You see he is working. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. He is uh -huh. a super popular Latin American celebrity making it. He's not even taking this all the way like how you professionals are. Yep. He's better than like 75% of y'all. Say it. Say it, friend. But look at, look at yourselves in the mirror and wonder... Why is why is Bad Bunny in WrestleMania and y'all not? Mm, mm, and mm. he's got a prominent match against a two-time WWE champion. And <sighs> it's at 
actually, guess what? It's actually interesting. It's actually I, interesting. Okay, I'll be real. I, I did want it to be a tag team match because I did want yes, to me too. the star power of Bad Bunny to get over Damian Priest. I yes, did to see yes. John Morrison get a big WrestleMania match. But I'm just saying, I understand, Vince McMahon. I've been doing this show for almost four years now. JJ's been with me for the whole entire run. And you guys know... No one in the wrestling podcast industry has a better Vince hat than SP3. I understand Vinnie Mac, and I understand that this is money. It's bigger. Absolutely. (sighs) But we got to move on. Impact Wrestling, we also... has been fucking great. Impact Wrestling, we also missed this week. Kenny Omega and Don Callis cut a splendid promo, hyping up the Rebellion main event with Rich Swan. Don Callis going through a list of all the all the great wrestlers that Kenny Omega is better than, better than Fire, better (laughs) than Moxley. And then out of nowhere, Omega says, "Better than Abushi, better than Abushi." And then Callis says, "I'm sorry." Better than Kota Ibushi, yes. <laughs> my bill, my bill. He just... Yes, Kenny Omega got very upset there. But yes, they are doing a great job of hyping up the Rebellion main event. We'll talk about the change to the Rebellion uh, pay-per-view date later mm-hmm. on in the show. And then the last thing that we missed was the finals of the New Japan Cup 2021 with Will Ospreay defeating Shingo Takagi in an epic Match of the year candidate, 30-minute main event to win the New Japan Cup 2021 to face Koto Ibushi at Sakura Genesis on April 4th. Both men came into this match beaten down from the tournament. Shingo with a bad back, Osprey with a torn rotator cuff. That became the story of the whole entire match. Both men attacking each other's injuries. In the end, Osprey hit the Stormbreaker to get the win. He got a little bit of help from his girlfriend, B. Priestley. Mm. made the post-match a little bit confusing. After the match, <sighs> celebrated with the New Japan Cup trophy along with his girlfriend B. Priestley and the other members of the United Empire, Jeff Cobb and Great Okan. He then invited Koto Ibushi, who was out on commentary, to the ring to basically make his initial challenge for Sakura Genesis after winning the New Japan Cup. And he stated that he loved the idea of going for the IWGP title more than anything or anyone. And then immediately delivers the Oz cutter to his girlfriend, B. Priestley. So absolute stunning silence from the crowd in Japan. This caused a lot of controversy and upset and criticism on social media as they is this was viewed as domestic violence uh, being used in a storyline in professional wrestling since they are real life uh, girlfriend and boyfriend, boyfriend and the fact that B. Priestley is the only female really in New Japan that was being used on a, on a uh, regular basis. This was considered her write-off from New Japan as she is also under contract with stardom out in Japan. But what are your guys' thoughts on Will Ospreay winning the New Japan Cup 2021 and the controversy surrounding this post-match uh, angle? Top guy, JJ. Why? <laughs> Why? Like, we... Yo, first of all, I'm on the Will Ospreay bandwagon, as everybody would probably know. Like, I've been on that shit for almost two years. 
I've been hoping he resurrect in 2020. It was kind of ish happening, but it didn't really happen, happen. But he's on the way in 2021. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why in the WWE are y'all going to pull some shit like this? I love that. Why in the WWE? Like, we have to use that one, guys. That's a good one. Why? Why? Like, for what reason? Yeah. This was, was like yeah. the most meaningless, reasonless thing that they have ever, one, I would say, have ever done. Like, at a main, at a main level. Like, why? Like, for what? Why, like, I, 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 there's no reasonable explanation as to understand as to why he did what he did. Just to write somebody, you don't write somebody off TV, you just make her disappear. Like, like, you just send her to Green yeah, yeah, yeah. and have mm -hmm. him cut a promo about what his wife, what his girlfriend is doing to help him prepare to be champion. And, and she's never to be seen on TV again. Why in <laughs> In a violent angle in 2021. In 2021. When she's yeah. not even an active wrestler in the brand because they don't really have they don't have a women's division in New Japan. She's not actively involved in the bump taking and all of that stuff. Why? Like it there, there's no rational, reasonable explanation for the stupid. And and as fucked up as that, it takes away the shine of him winning the goddamn cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he won the cup, he is going to get a championship opportunity, and he is now basically out headlined by what he did yeah. his girlfriend in real life, yeah. where it's not gonna mean shit in the way. <laughs> <of Japan. laughs> like, like it makes it, 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 no fucking sense. And if anybody can help elaborate, make sense of this for me. Please do, but yeah. this is senseless. It is completely senseless on a wrestling and an execution standpoint, which is why I coined the phrase, what in, in the, the WWE are they doing? Very, very, very nice touch right there. I'll, I try, tried to rationalize it. Please, I, Okay, this was an attempt by New, <laughs> by New Japan to make Osprey the the definite heel going into the Sakura Genesis main event against Kota Obushi. Although we on True Hill he are big fans of Kota Obushi, we've talked about it before. The controversial decision to basically get rid of the lineage of the heavyweight championship and the intercontinental championship to create the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship has gotten him a lot of heat with the Japanese fans. The Japanese mm. fans care about tradition, they care about legacy, and the mm. fact that Obushi is being used as the man to kind of get rid of the legacy and the history of those two titles, it has got him some backlash. We've seen it from guys in storyline like Tadahashi and Okada, but overall, I don't. It doesn't feel like the fans are in love with Ibushi like they were at the end of Wrestle Kingdom as much as they are. They're not as much right now. So mm -hmm. I feel this was a decision to make sure Osprey is the heel going into that match. I don't think it was a wise decision because, like JJ said, the best thing JJ said is that this dude just had one of the best matches of the year. He just became the second guy from the UK to win the New Japan Cup. He's going to get his first shot at the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 
And literally no one is talking about that. Literally everyone is talking about the fact he laid out his girlfriend for no reason. It just was it's like they forgot all about the, the belt about him winning the whole tournament in the first place. And it's the fact that she made his whole gimmick and act stand out. He, he stood out among other acts in New Japan. You got Suzuki Gun. You got Bullet Club. There are heel acts that have been established longer than the United Empire. The thing that made them stand out was B. Priestley. So getting yeah. rid of her was just a bad decision overall. Right. It's a beautiful cup. It's a beautiful cup. Like, See, like we they just fucked up everything. Like, like. Chrissy, we got to ask you as a female, what are your thoughts on, in general, uh, men on female violence in professional wrestling? Um, the whole intergender thing, like we're starting to do those type of matches now, I don't have a problem with it. Um, because I think girls can actually go against guys and, and whip their butts, too. We've seen China be like the first, you know, it's kind of champion. We've seen it done. They've won in the Royal Rumble, her, Beth Phoenix. They can do these things. Girls can do it. I just think it's got to be the right time, place and time to do them. And like you guys all just said, it just overshadowed what he just did. And it wasn't the right move. Like, yes, we can move her away. However, you could have just, like, just had her out of the, like, just, like, she just didn't have to come back next week. Like, that's all. Right. Like, you didn't have to, like, make any, like, big, big thing about it. And like you said, Japan is very traditional. They don't do those type of things. So, them, like, for them to go completely silent, I kind of get why. Because they don't do, they don't see these things happen. And especially for a man to put their hands on a woman, and especially now in 2020 where we have all these like whole things happening, you would kind of think they were like, we don't need that much heat on us. Like, you know, I, I get but like the whole, you know, let's, let's get some like more shine and more publicity. Sure. But it's got to be a time and a matter of how you do it and when you do it. And it wasn't even necessary. And like you said, she's the only woman that they have there. So why why would you remove her from there? It doesn't make any sense. Like she could have been gone for a few little bit and then come back. That's all. It was a really simple way to kind of get out of this, and they just made matters much worse for them. So to quote Daniel Bryan, yo fans. To quote Daniel Bryan, fans are fickle. Yeah, fickle. If she's gone in two weeks, they won't remember. Remember, yeah, they don't. <laughs> they, they won't, won't really remember. like. But they will remember this. They will remember this. If she's gone and he's just chasing after the title as an asshole, yeah. it will not be remembered as to how he became an asshole. Right. I actually saw on Twitter the best way they could have done this is actually give me, Priestley, the opportunity to say something on the mic. And if you wanted to get across that Osprey cared more about the title than her... Say he says, I care about this title more than anything or anyone and in the whole world. And then, yeah. And then he look he looks at her and and then she says, Oh, but you you love you know who you love the most though, right? And she, and he says, Yes, of course I do. And then turns and looks directly look at the, the cup. Let's cut. Like yeah. that's simple. That simple. Just look and directly dump at her. Dump her on TV. Dump her on TV. Fuck it. That's how you write off dump her. It just it. Oh, that she's out of the group. Yeah, like she can't come back no more. Like we don't need you here no. Like you, we need we need a break. We need a break. Bad timing, bad decision. Yeah. But we resonate, gotta move. What makes it resonate is that there are. I, I think SP put it right. Is that there's not really a lot of women in New Japan to put the one that's there on the TV 
to take bumps and to get beat up. Mm-hmm. It's just not the right message. Yeah. Like, if it was in a brand that has a bunch of women for say it was like Lucha Underground or some shit like that, this wouldn't even be a story because men and women fight each other all the damn time there. Right. So, like they fight each other all day. So they wouldn't even they wouldn't even be talking about this, even on impact per se, because they had a women as their heavyweight champion. So yep. this wouldn't even be a footnote if it was in impact. But New Japan doesn't represent women in their ring. Right. Just a bad decision, like I keep repeating. Just yeah. just and right. I and, yeah. and I and if you would have put money on what would the first promotion of 2021 with the most disgusting promotional tactic so far? And you would have told me it, it was New Japan. Japan. I was so yeah, out of yep. the right now. <laughs> so yes, our top news story is of course Andrade being released from WWE after last week's report that Andrade asked for his release and was denied by WWE. WWE announced on Sunday evening following WWE Fastlane 2021 that Andrade had been released from WWE. This follows Andrade not being seen on on WWE television since October of last year before the WWE draft and of course the release of his former manager Selena Vega. Andrade tweeted on Monday following the release, I want to thank at Triple H, at Heyman Hustle, and at Real King Regal for all these years and great support that they gave me all these years. Also to the fans who were always supporting me, a big hug to all the talent and workers who always behaved kindly to me. Uh, such talent as uh, Murphy came out and, you know, mm-hmm. thank and supported him in his move and becoming more happy. Fightful uh, Select reports that sources within the company were surprised to hear about the release of Andrade. As early last week, it was believed he would not be immediately granted. However, the company had a change of heart this past week. Hmm, I wonder why. Andrade- <laughs> Uh, this was from Fightful Select. Andrade, uh, Fightful reported that Andrade had a 90-day non-compete clause with the deal, which means he will not be able to uh, to wrestle anywhere else until after January. I mean, June 20. He will be able to use the name Andrade because that is his real name. Real name. But- not the additional CN Almas at the end uh, at the end that he used in NXT. It's also possible he goes by using his former name La Sombra, as he has uh, just uh, put out a trademark clause for La Sombra and El Dilio and El Elio, uh, But he wanted to be called Andrade. He could be. Uh, F41W Online uh, Wrestling Observer reports that Andrade does not have a non-compete clause in his WWE contract and can begin working for another promotion immediately. Oh, nice. Sean Rossap of Fightful Select did uh, uh, once again confirm <laughs> report that he heard that he did have a non-compete clause. So it's like conflicting uh, reports on Information. that. Information. Yeah. Obviously, this is a direct contradiction of the report, like we said. If this, re- if this report is right, however, it means we could see Andrade show up somewhere else immediately if he chooses. 
Also on Monday, we should note that Andrade's girlfriend slash fiance, Charlotte Flair, revealed that she is out with COVID after being out for weeks from uh, WWE. And that explains why we're getting Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Although there are two weeks left and Charlotte Flair is Charlotte Flair. So she could be. Uh, uh, yes. Two weeks left. Chrissy Love. Chrissy Love, what was your thoughts on the release of Andrade? Can he take Alistair Black with him? Oh, we're gonna, we're going to talk about that as well. But I mean, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, that, that was my thoughts. I was like, damn! I, I, if, if now we got Zelina's gone, Andrade. Let's get let's get my man out of there now too, and then we can just be done with it because we're sitting home. I, I don't even know if they're even collecting checks at this point right now because. Yo, what about Ricochet? You know what? I mean, Ricochet was just on TV not too long ago, but you know, still. Nevertheless, again. <laughs> Friend, listen. <laughs> um, I, it is very stressful, and I'm I'm actually surprised that they actually granted him his release because it's not very often that they do that. They just let you okay, no, just sit your ass home. Like, you want to go? You want to be released? No, we're gonna like keep you longer. Like they've done that. Like spite, just to be spiteful. Like they they they're they're all fuckboys when they want to be. Um. But I'm actually very, very happy that he can get away. I mean, he got away. They released him. No, he can't work till June. But, you know, hey, you can do a bunch of videos. Go, you, well, can you just... They took away the Twitch and all that other shit like that. So he can't probably even use that stuff right now. Oh, God. All right, well... His contract is up. Yeah, okay. So we just have to wait. Go to the gym, friend. Stay away. Be safe and um, you know, from COVID. And, well, now that you probably... He, your girl got the antibody, so you're probably kind of a little bit better now so you should be cool with that however um yeah i think that it is it was it was more than enough time because they wasn't using him he wasn't being used properly and he's a great i mean great wrestler and it's so unfortunate that that talent was being wasted doing nothing and i and i and i knew once delina got what got can and they broke them all up it was only a matter of time that he was not going to be used at all anyway so it's just sad, and I and I'm, I'm I wish him the best of luck, and I'm I'm happy that he gets to re- he's released, and he can go shine onto better pastures. Absolutely, top guy JJ. What was your thoughts on the release of Andrade? Yo, have you ever seen somebody where you literally just watched him for probably like three to four years, or however long he's been with the mm-hmm. WWE? After that match with Johnny Gar- Gargano in Philadelphia, and like. When the fuck are they ever gonna release? When they, when are they gonna when are they gonna unleash him? When are they ever going to unleash him? Like, he (sighs) literally was Mm -hmm. on a leash the entire time he was on Monday Night Raw. And it was so sad to watch. Like, he was put in a faction. He was jobbing as a joke every week. Even during the pandemic when he worked every fucking week with Austin Theory and Angel Garza, they Still weren't going over. Like, yeah, like, that's true. That's like, true. Yo, they were out there two to three times a week when the pandemic first started because they had nobody fucking available. So mm-hmm. they were out there multiple times a week, and he still ain't see no roses for that. It, it, it's yeah, like, that's true. They, You're right. Just, they're just never gonna. They're never gonna give this guy his break. They're never gonna give mm-hmm. this guy his due. It's mm-hmm. never gonna happen. And you know, like this guy has star champion. He has, 
He, I, we already know how, how amazing he is in the ring. He has not only been phenomenal in the ring, the man has worked on his English, he's worked on his promo game. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, what, 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 what else do you need, need to him do? To be? Do you need him to be white and, two, and 275 pounds? Like, like, yeah. like what? Yeah, I, it it's true. The most mind boggling thing, and I don't mean to hit the race card there, but it's like, but he checks every fucking box you have to have in a star. He was it. He never pulled the plug. Not once. Not once. Not even in a losing effort. Not yeah. even to, to win a fucking money in the bank. Not even to win a, a pristine ladder match. He was given nothing. Nothing. And as soon as he gets signed by one of these companies, you know they see star all over him. I am mm-hmm. praying my wish is that I see this man pop out at double or nothing and 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 and, and just lights the fucking building. Like that's what I'm hoping to see as just a fan because Andrade is fucking special. He's special. Mm. And the WWE lost a gift for the last like few years. So we got JJ saying that he hopes that he sees Andrade in AEW. Miss Chrissy Love, where do you think Andrade is heading now? Uh, I feel like AEW has enough people right now. I feel like if I feel like if, if they probably can make room for him, but I don't want him to get lost in the sauce like where he was at already. Um, I would say maybe maybe Impact. I think he That's can shine at Impact. I think he is is more shine there. He can. I think he can go against the the, the big guys that are there. And have potential to, you know, be a better person there than over at AEW. I think AEW should have any fish in the water right now. I I also agree with that as well. On AEW, just spend a lot of money bringing in two former WWE champions. Although he would be able to shine and get great matches with the likes of like Ray Phoenix, Darby Allen, Kenny yes, Lund- yes, 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 you know, stuff like that. I just don't feel like it's the right time for him to go there. Maybe in a year, maybe year two. Yep, I, I, yes. New Japan is where this man needs to go. He's got his ties there. He's a former IWGP Intercontinental Champion. He is the one that taught Tensuya Naito how to tranquilo. So I think that Naito, <laughs> more than anyone of anyone outside of WWE, Naito is the number one guy that I want to see interact with Andrade because he is a, he's a guy that needs something right now. And if Andrade comes in, whether he's aligned with Naito or whether he wants to take back the Los Ingonables name in New Japan, there are so many ways that they can go. And there are great people for Andrade to work with, like Tomiyuri Ishii, uh, Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi, Kota Ibushi, Naito, Okada, Tanahashi. He's got so much he can get into in, in New Japan. I feel like that's the best place for him. That's and I 1,000% agree with you, but I see AEW because I do not see him leaving Charlotte Flair anytime soon. That's fair. That's fair. That's, that's oh, a fair thing. You're right. That's true. And that, that's the reason why I pick eight because he has to stay in the States. He's got to stay, stay with his girl. All good okay. points all around, but I, I don't think a trip or a loop in Japan is going to hurt them. <laughs> so I'm with New Japan. Yeah, but, absolutely. 
And you can't go wrong either you way with wrong. either pick. That's what I agree no. with it. Like, I would yeah. love the New Japan thing. It's just that, you know, you know, Charlotte is probably going to be kind of demanding on that. Hey, he can't be, can be near her when she got COVID, so take a trip to Japan. Um, anyway, let's move on to our news rundown. Yeah. We got to first talk about WWE news, and we got to talk about what Chrissy Love and Top Guy JJ touched on earlier. It is the first week of WWE on the Peacock Network, and already major issues are being reported. Fans reported that there was no live rewind or pause or fast-forward function for live content, including this past Sunday's WWE Fastlane 2021 pay-per-view. Then PW Insider reports that Peacock has edited several programs they may not that they they have decided may not have aged well since they initially aired so far this includes wrestlemania 6 on april 1st 1990 and survivor series from november 27th 2005 in the case of wrestlemania it features roddy roddy piper versus bad news brown in which piper was painted half of his body black uh, the entire match, as well as a promo from Piper, were removed. Man, oh man, is there is whoever is editing the Peacock WWE content is gonna have one hell of a time with the Attitude Era. Might I, might I tell you? And we might not see Chris Benoit on the WWE Network anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to put that out there. Chrissy Love, what's your thoughts on the editing out of certain triggering materials? You're muted. I'm sorry, friends. Uh, it's it happened already. Like we've seen it done already before. It's you don't need to go and edit and ruin things that's happened already. Like it's, you think that's going to trigger someone now? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I mean, it's not them as you then. If it's, if it's a problem that if it, you it's just something that's triggering you, I mean that's what I feel. Um, I just I think it's just a waste of someone's time and, and paying someone to go now and just edit all of that out. Like this, you 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 didn't know that this was gonna happen when you signed this contract. Like you knew like what happened. Like now all the look, what's the like what what am I paying for now if I can't see this content anymore? I mean, you can't see a lot of different content. They only have Monday Night Raw up until 2008. They want us to, re to, to relive the past decade and a half of awful Monday Night Raws we've witnessed. Sheesh. But yeah. The, 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 network, the network is not ready. It's just, it's just trash. They, 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 were, they wasn't ready when they knew that this was going to be pulled out. I don't know who was in charge of this. They need to be calling a lot of people because I, I want to cancel my, my prescription now because I, I don't feel like what I had before is what I was going to get now. And I, and I kind of knew that, but I didn't think it would have been like this, though, guys. Like, this is, this is trash, though. And like I said, I watched the Peacock, and I'm like, I hear what my friend is watching, because we're watching on Google, Google, we're watching it on Google House, Playhouse, whatever it's called. And I'm like trying to, you know, you know, get ahead, and I can't get ahead. And I thought it was just like something wrong with my stuff. Maybe I was doing something wrong because it was the first night. But now that you guys are saying this, I was like, this makes so much sense because I'm like, I, f I was so behind from them. Yep. It's the Peacock era, ladies and gentlemen. We are all just living in it. Oh, Do you want to touch on this very shortly? Very shortly, Top Guy JJ. 
So, yeah, really quick. So, for Peacock Network, right? So, basically, this is what's going to happen for you. Anybody that has watched movies, anybody that has watched anything that has happened in the past, anything <laughs> that you deem offensive, just go in there and edit it out because it might be sensitive. So, if you watch any, if you watch shit like Scarface, if you watch shit like Belly, if you watch any of these <laughs> movies, just, 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 just give everybody the clean versions to all of these movies. And then you got Peacock. You can watch it on like VH1 if that's the case. You got Peacock. Just make the a more clean version. The cock. <laughs> it's all about the cock. And he, all call right. it pe- he call it Peacock, but you want to make it a clean version. It's all yeah. about the cock. Uh, as, as previously reported on here on True Hill, he, WWE will soon be leaving this residency at the Tropicana Field early next month. WWE TV plans also include pre-taping the April 5th edition of Monday Night Raw on March 30th and the April 9th episode of SmackDown on April 1st, with both shows being taped alongside portions of the planned Hall of Fame ceremony broadcast. PW Insider released an update today on the upcoming TV uh, taping plans and schedule for WrestleMania week. PW Insider noted that WWE has to pull up stakes at the current Thunderdome site of the Tropicana Field to help prepare the stadium for the return of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, the, The team is set to play their first home game for the new season on April 9th against the New York Yankees. Monday, March 29th, Monday Night Raw will be broadcast live. Tuesday, March 30th, WWE will tape the April 5th edition of Raw alongside the first half of the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, which is slated to air on April 6th. Thursday, April 1st, WWE will tape the second half of the Hall of Fame ceremony to air on April 6th. Also set for April 1st is the TV taping for Friday Night SmackDown for Friday, April 2nd, and Friday, April 9th. And Friday, April 2nd, uh, according to PW Insider, WWE will be uh, taping the April 2nd and April 9th editions of SmackDown. Anything they can't tape on April 1st, they will finish up on April 2nd. On Saturday, April 3rd, WWE will be breaking down the Dunderdome and moving the site to the ukulele uh, center, which is also in Florida. The official debut of the Dunderdome at the ukulele uh, center will take place at the post-WrestleMania 37 edition of Raw on April 12th. It was uh, reported by Dave... Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it was reported by Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio. We were talking about this earlier. You brought him up, Miss Chrissy Love. That earlier this week, Alistair Black, uh, Dave Meltzer said, Alistair Black is currently dealing with minor injuries. Additionally, uh, PW Insider's Mike Johnson uh, reported an update on Black's status, noting that he was seen at the WWE Performance Center for the last several weeks. The details mm. and the nature of Black's rumored injuries are unknown. According to Dave Meltzer, Black was one of the names that Paul Heyman wanted to push on TV when he was the executive director of Raw and that Heyman was high on Black. However, much like Andrade, Angel Garza, and Murphy, Black was reportedly not one of Vince's favorites. And it was also reported earlier by uh, Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio that Black will be stuck in catering until his contract runs out. But... In more uplifting news, we had two more inductees (laughs) in in the 21 Hall of Fame class as Kane and the Great Gali were announced. Kali. Kali, Gali, I don't care. 
2021 WWE Hall of Fame. Now I know I great colleague. Uh, WWE Hall of Fame class. Uh, the Undertaker announced Kane on the bump, while Great Kali was announced by NXT India on social media. Wrestling Observer and Fightful also reported that Rob Dan Dam will be the next announced inductee. Congratulations to all those names. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, Batista officially announced that he will not be a part of the Hall of Fame this year due to a prior engagement on the same date as the Hall of Fame ceremony. And also speaking of the Hall of Fame, the Bella Twins will not only be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, but they have also confirmed they will be appearing on WrestleMania 37 on the Bella podcast. on Wrestling Observer Radio also <laughs> announced that the Bella Twins will be <laughs> returning to the ring. Oh, God, even worse. If, oh, fuck if that is to be WrestleMania 37 or not, but that was the latest update. And then They're coming update. because they want to win the fucking tag titles. Great. Yay. Hey. And then our last Ho-ho. bit of after Alexa Bliss rattled Randy Orton to gain the pinfall victory at WWE Fastlane, none other than the real Viper, the real Apex Predator, Kim Orton, Randy Orton's wife, sent her a warning on Twitter. Oh my God. Kim need to stay off Twitter, please. At Alexa Bliss, WWE, you might have just fucked up, little girl. Kim Orton, I approve that message. So, um, yeah, loved it. Loved it. AEW News, AEW will be running a non-televised house show on Friday, April 9th in Jacksonville, Florida during WrestleMania week. According to the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, the reason that AEW chose this date specifically is to capitalize on all the fans who will be in the state for WrestleMania. During the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer also gave an update on the next challengers for the TNT champion uh, Darby Allin and AEW's Women's World Champion Hikaru Shida after, after Dynamite this week. Meltzer says that Matt Hardy will be the next challenger for Darby Allin and Tay Conte will be the next challenger for Hikaru Shida. Nice. New Japan news. Yo of Roppongi 3K returned to kick off the New Japan Cup 2021 finals. And he, along with Sho, challenged El Desperado and Yoshinabu uh, Kanamaru for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles at Sakara Genesis on April 4th. We will be doing preview and predictions for Sakara Genesis on True Hill Heat 119 next week. ROH News, ROH announces that the TV champion Dragon Lee suffered a minor injury uh, that requires surgery. As a result, Dragon Lee will not be able to fly to the U.S. for the ROH 19th anniversary event, and he has been forced to withdraw from this week's show for his scheduled uh, title offense against Tracy Williams. Instead, Kenny King of La Faction El uh, Iconables, along with Dragon Lee, he will take his place defending the TV title against uh, Tracy Williams. If King wins, Lee successfully defends the title. If Williams wins, he becomes the new ROH TV champion. Uh, King and Dragon Lee are also the ROH tag team champions, so La Bestial Del Ring will be taking his place. That is Dragon Lee's father. Will be taking the place of him with Kenny King in the tag team title match at the 19th anniversary. And in Impact news, Impact has changed the date for Rebellion from April 24th, which was going to be the same uh, date as the next UFC event, to Sunday, April 5th. And that's going to be headlined by Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega. <laughs> and in bigger news... Yo. 
Thanks to NXT moving to Tuesday nights, Impact Wrestling has announced that they are moving to Thursdays, starting Thursday, April 8th, which is the same night as NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2. Uh, they will be debuting on Access TV uh, permanently on, on Thursday at 8 p.m. And it will be headlined by Kenny Omega teaming with the Good Brothers to verse Rich Swan, Eddie Edwards, and Willie Mack. Huge six So the pay-per-view is going to be on the, that, the Monday? I mean, the Sunday, the 4th. So no. Sunday they're using, so they're using so, Kenny um, Omega, the Good Brothers, in a big six-man tag match on the night of a WrestleMania week pay-per-view for NXT. That is a fucking stupid decision. Hey, they should have just had move. a live show on Tuesday and then go live starting the following Thursday. Hey, you got to like, battle NXT for fuck's sakes if you need to. Like, 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 but they weren't battling nobody. Just stay on Tuesday for that week. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Nah, they made the right move. They made the right move. That was the right decision for them. They not they 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 already, they already are at a limited a limited amount of viewers on Tuesday. It's gonna get eaten into by NXT. So the best move was to move for them. No, no, you can no, no, you no, can debate you can de debate the week maybe. Yeah, that's but all I'm right talking about the week. The week. That's Thursday. all I'm talking about is the week, not the day in general. Eh, I think I think they'll still get the same amount of views that they would have on a Tuesday on Thursday. Mm. I don't think I don't think that there, there's a lot of people that have been turned off by the recent uh, output by of NXT that I don't think they're going to be that many that are, are impacted. Many, many people, yeah. yeah. Right. What? Uh, okay. I'm just saying, move on the following week. That's it. Stand and deliver is the WrestleMania pay per view week. That's it. And you they got Kenny be. Omega having a big match that night. Like that's. He might have his own draw. I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it, gotta, if Kenny Omega can pull this off, this would be fucking amazing. Like, I would you, love to right. see it. You gotta move eventually, and if they pop a bigger rating on a Thursday against TakeOver than they that did would, on Tuesday. That would be huge. huge. They did what they wanted to do. They were sent out to do that. Then That's, that's their goal. Their, their goal is trying to stop people from watching Stand and Deliver and say, hey, no. Watch Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, and we're going to do this on this day. That's their goal. Their goal is to take viewers to not watch it and to have them stuck in between the whole AEW and the whole. Uh, uh, it's like the whole. It's like the Wednesday Wars, the AEW NXT. So they want you to now come over here and watch. Hey, watch Impact. We're over here waving our flag to come on over here. We welcome you with open arms. We welcome like you with open arms. And like we just established, people are getting turned off by the Peacock Network. So. I don't. I think that they right because everything they, is on the Peacock Network. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You're right. You're right. So, I, think probably, I, I think they got a good chance to yo, get there. Peacock probably deal. wouldn't get weekly episodes of NXT until like the freaking following pay per view anyway. Exactly. So we no, gotta sure. talk about the big show this weekend. I know if you're watching True Hill Heat right now, when we drop this episode on Saturday, our OH 19th anniversary show is already over. So I'm just going to run through the card and we're going to get predictions on the top two matches. Uh, we got at the bottom of the card, Mark Briscoe is going to go one-on-one -on -one with Flip Gordon. You're also going to see Dalton Castle making his return back to ROH to verse Josh Woods with Silas Young. ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Titles will be on the line as the champion Shane Taylor Promotions, Shane Taylor and the Soldiers of Salvagery will versus the Mexa Squad of Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horace. You got the ROH World Tag Team Titles on the line as the champions La Faction, El, Gon El Ganables, uh, Dragon Lee, oh, not Dragon Lee, 
Kenny King and Bestial Del Ring will team to verse the Foundations, Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus. ROH Pure title is on the line as Jonathan Gresham will defend against Dax Draper. Unsanctioned match as it's going to be the blow-off between the former Kingdom members, uh, Matt Taven and Vincent. You got the ROH television title as Kenny King will be taking the place of Dragon Lee versus Tracy Williams. And now we're going to get the predictions for the top two matches. Grudge match, first time ever, is going to be Jay Briscoe going one-on-one with EC3. This match was originally supposed to take place in December at Final Battle with these two guys uh, feuding in a grudge match. Unfortunately, EC3 got COVID before Final Battle, so it had to be rescheduled. But they're finally going to go one-on-one here. So who wins the ROH original Jay Briscoe versus EC3? EC3 is trying to prove that Honor Honor does not live in Ring of Honor by beating one of their mainstays, Jay Briscoe. And Jay Briscoe is trying to uphold and stand up for the name of ROH. So who wins, Briscoe versus EC3? Chrissy Love. Uh, I'm going EC3 for the win, friend. Top guy, JJ? Exactly why I'm picking Jay Briscoe. Who the fuck EC3 <laughs> think he is, yo? <laughs> Don't bounce around from company to company and pick on their top guys and lose, each, and lose to each one he of them. He needs work, friend. It's a pandemic still. People hey, still living in it. He His has promos have been really good, though. He has officially signed a contract with Ring of Honor, so I think he does take the victory in this one. He needs a big victory to kick it off. Uh, ROH World Title is going to be on the line. <laughs> the, champion, <laughs> the champion, Roosh, will go one-on-one with the former two-time and arguably one of the greatest Ring of Honor champions of all time, a member of the foundation, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal defeated EC3, Jay Briscoe, and Matt Taven in a four-corner survival to gain this opportunity. And La Faction, El Ganables, and the foundation have been feuding over the last couple of months. So who wins? Roosh versus Lethal. Top guy, JJ. I need Jay Lethal to win this because I need something to get my eyes back on the Ring of Honor because every time he's the champion, my eyes are usually on ROH. Right now, Roosh ain't doing it for me. So I need need Jay Lethal to get his spot back. Chrissy Love, who do you got? Roosh versus Lethal. Um, Jay Lethal has to win. He has to do something. So let him win. I I go with that one. Unfortunately, I'm a big fan of Lethal. Roosh. Roosh is going to win. Roosh is okay. probably. Yo, Stop. man, you took like 22 picks. You have, you're friends with Jay Lethal, you asshole. <laughs> yes, I am. He's my friend. And you're going to pick him to lose on the 19th anniversary to Roosh. I'm, I, you know, I, I really. Explain yourself. I really <laughs> want to be loyal to Jay uh, Lethal, but I have this like tendency of wanting to be right on the show. So yes. I'm going to attack him on this shit. What tag Jay Lethal on this why, shit? Why would tag you tag the real Jay Lethal on this shit? Why would you do such a thing? Why would you do such a thing? So he wants uh, fights. That's why. I know he always wants. He always wants people to fight me and stuff. But <laughs> that is all for for predictions for Ring of Honor 19th anniversary. Very quickly to close off the show, I decided. You know, the pandemic. It's still going on. We're still in the middle of this ongoing pandemic. I know all of you guys watching True Hill Heat are going through it. You're wearing your mask, getting your vaccinations, trying to protect yourself. But in the wrestling world, it kind of feels like the pandemic era is slowly dissipating. Because fans are back at 
at uh, AEW. Fans are have been back at New Japan. We're going to get fans back at WrestleMania 37. So it's a nice time with it's been a full year since this whole pandemic has started to kind of talk about our individual top performers of the pandemic era in wrestling now we're not just talking about wwe we're not just talking about aew we're talking about all the professional wrestling so you can go from aew wwe uh new japan has been going on ring of honor just came back mow impact wrestling uh there is so much wrestling going on so many promotions are back nwa just came back with back for the attack Check out uh, my good friends Stat King and Ness. They're going to talk about a full review of Back for, Back for the Attack on the YouTube channel that's going to be up during the week. But we got to talk about our top five wrestlers of the pandemic era. Mm. I will start with you, Miss Christy Love. Who are your top five wrestlers, your top five performers of the <sighs> pandemic era from all across the wrestling world? Um... They're no particular order, um, just guys that I just feel like has been like doing their thing this whole time. One is my new boo that I am in love with, Mr. Kodo Bushi. Have to say him. That's my new boo. <laughs> um, he's the boy band of over there in New Japan. <laughs> so um, I have to pick him. Okay. I would okay. also pick um, Drew McIntyre. That's a good one. Um. My next, my number three pick would be uh, over, um, I would say Rick Swan. I think he's been doing hell of a job over there at Impact. Um, holding it down for them over there. Uh, so I would, he would be, that, is that four? No, that's three. That's three. No, that was three. So Rick Swan. Number four, I would say would be Mr. Omega himself. Have That's to give Mr. Omega, as now he's on two different platforms as well. So I would definitely give it, and then I would give it also to John Moxley. Hot girl, hot girl summer coming back at you. Hot girl summer, yes. <laughs> that that so, is a yes. that is so a really my, good. My, my group is Moxley, Omega, Swan, McIntyre, Abushi for the wins, friend. Kind of hitting all the major promotions. Great I job. Know. With oh, yeah. I, I, I cannot argue they, with anyone on that they've list. They've all done everything that they could do during these crazy times that we no one was ready for. No one knew what to do. Um, so that's why I definitely had to put Drew in there because at one point they were the only people showing on television and yeah. was show, giving us content for wrestling. So, yes, I definitely think that all, all those guys did something for their promotions and to, like, keep us entertained during these crazy times. That's a great selection. Yep. Thanks, guys. I, I, I did my homework. You know? I argue with any of them. Top guy, JJ. You I'm sad it. to say no ladies so were in I'm going to go you know. with five people that has given me life during this pandemic, Emma. And, again, these are no particular order, as Chrissy said earlier. Randy Orton. Okay. Randy Orton for me was like this was one of his best years ever. Yeah. I that's will have to I cannot give I cannot go this year without saying Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I cannot do it without him. He has had the best year of his life. Bailey. 
I was gonna say I was gonna say uh, a shameless Bailey, plug because I didn't have any women. J- Bailey, yes, Bailey's definitely Bailey. Yes, for me. I feel bad. Um, you know, I'm a woman. Like, sorry. Moose. <laughs> moose, yeah. Moose. My God, what Moose has done in 2020 going into this year has just been nothing short of fucking phenomenal. Shameless plug for him as well. Yep. <laughs> and I cannot. And this without a tie and honorable mentions of both Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Like, like it, it's they gotta be in there, but I cannot take Bailey out. I cannot take Moose out. Like, so I, I'm gonna cheat and go six. But uh, <laughs> like this this year, those guys, that group has just given me so much to look forward to in the craziest time that we've ever had. That we've been stuck at home and that we've had to change our way of living and those guys and there's been more. We've only been restricted to five. I cheated and took six, <laughs> but I did. I'm gonna of cop course. to it. <laughs> but you know these these guys have did it for me and no that that's that's my selection. And I'm not taking nobody off the list. Sorry. Jeez. All right. That is that is a good list from both of you guys. More Chrissy than JJ because at least you followed the rules. Um, but yeah, nah, great list all around. All, all the people you named definitely deserve recognition. My top five coming in at number five, I gotta go with Hiromu Takahashi. I feel like in New Japan, the guy that was delivering from the moment they came out of lockdown to now. It was Hiromu. Hiromu mm. came out in the New Japan Cup as a junior heavyweight. He had great matches against the likes of Tomohiro Ishii and Okada. Then he went into you know the whole feud with Evil. He's the probably the best promo that doesn't speak English in professional wrestling because <laughs> I don't understand a word he's saying, but I understand the feelings and the emotions that he is giving. In yes, his thing, yep. Mm-hmm. Every single time. That's why I love Hiromu Takahashi. No one dresses like him. He gets a pop from my girl every time he comes out with a new jacket. He had his great run in the New Japan Cup. Five-star classic against El Desperado. Great match against Ishimori at Wrestle Kingdom. Great match against Show at New Beginning. Hiromu Takahashi's been the MVP of the pandemic era for New Japan. Coming in at number four... Gotta go with Sasha Banks. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that neither one of y'all named Sasha Banks because <laughs> you can't. One is not good without the other. Like I had, yeah. I was only gonna name two spots for WWE talent. So unfortunately, Drew McIntyre, you're just an honorable mention. Although he had a great run himself, had great matches. The Orton feud, the Orton feud went a little bit. You wasn't. You wasn't. It was went a. It went a little <laughs> bit too long. Sasha Banks, however, has finally kind of come to her own. Feels like the star that everyone and all of us fans have already talked about her being. She finally came to that forefront during the when pandemic. She blue. <laughs> so she needs to get that praise here. Bailey is comes in at number three because one is not good without the other. You gotta mention Bailey if you're mentioning Sasha Banks. This pandemic era helped her finally come into a new Mm -hmm. character and become this ding-dong, hello type of cocky heel, and she's great at that act, and she was really, like, stood out before anybody else in the pandemic. 
before Sasha, it was yep. Barry was the star. So she's got to be there at number three. Girl. Number two, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega from the tag team matches to the great match, even from the beginning of the pandemic, from when they did, like I think, like uh, consecutive shows in QT's yeah. gym. He had that great match with Trent, Trent Beretta. He had great matches with Hangman Page in their tag team. Great matches on his own. This whole new character has been amazing, and it's been crazy to kind of watch unfold. Him and Don Callis are just on another level on the mic and as a heel act. Kenny Omega deserves our praise. Mm-hmm. But yes, coming in at number one is, of course, the 2020 Wrestler of the Year, John Moxley. John Moxley was the best professional wrestler, the best babyface in all of professional wrestling for the pandemic era. From on a mic as a draw, delivering great matches, feeling like a main champion, feeling like the top star, feeling like the top babyface. He checked all the boxes. So that is why John Moxley gets the number one spot for me as the top five. Quick question for you. Now, I I based this on what they did personally for me as my criteria. Is that what they did for you or are you just ranking them one level? I I'm I'm because you're a fan as well. Like you're with fans as well. So what I'm saying is that when I pick these guys here, and my one apology mention was gonna be Sasha Banks uh, Mm because Sasha Banks is the one that's like I can't pick seven. I I can't dig that deep. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't go with a list without because Moxley and Omega did everything for us. Yeah, I got so much enjoyment out of Bailey's asshole character. Me too. It made me love her more. Already knew Sasha Banks was a superstar. So that's kind of like Sasha Banks was where she belonged. Bailey is the one to me that just shined to to new areas. And obviously Sasha's a champion now. So it's like it's obviously a better choice. I was never... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I was never a hugger. I never really liked that whole... I I liked her with the feud against her and Sasha. I liked that, but I was not a part of that, that... I didn't connect with the whole hugger thing. I didn't like it. I thought it was just too bubblegummy for me. I didn't I didn't like it. Right. This Bailey, when she did this and she turned heel, this is what made me become a fan of Bailey. Like I like Bailey. I I want to buy her t-shirts. Like this would make me want to see Bailey and and cheer for Bailey because she was such an asshole and I loved it. And yeah, she did I her mean, job. <laughs> yeah, from, a, from a personal standpoint, these are all the people that I enjoyed the most during yeah. that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was just asking you because obviously, at the end of the day, like it, it felt like a, a, a criteria as to who was the <laughs> actual best. Because, dude, John Moxley is John Moxley is this list in twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty Moxley. much. So, um, I, mean, I didn't, I didn't say there was any criteria. I just named the stuff right, right. Cool, cool, cool. that was entertaining during the during the pandemic era. Shout out, to, shout out to you, Moose, because obviously you ain't getting no you ain't getting no love here unless it's unless it's from the top guy. You know what I'm saying? Moose, you was a beast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. But also shout out to Hiroma Takahashi too, because SP has been backing him up ever since he returned my, from his injury. That's my guy. That's my guy. Like, how <laughs> how dare you even ask me if this is my personal list? I started off with Hiromu Takahashi. Of course, it's my fucking personal list. It's a God fucking damn. question. God damn it. <laughs> Horrible question. Um, nah, but yes, 
That is our top five wrestlers of the pandemic era. Please let us know in the comment section below your top five wrestlers of the pandemic era. We want to know. But, of course, you can also, this brings us to a close on True Hill Heat 118. So this is your opportunity now to go check out the rest of our lineup. A lot of yep. a, a lot of great content that we got on the YouTube channel. Our last podcast, True Hill Heat 117, with arguably, I don't know if these guys will agree with me, arguably one of our, our hottest best. or, yes. or, or yes. best ranting guest host that we've had yet in Rick Uchino of Sports Keto Wrestling. He dropped Agreed. real fire, and I felt for him when Ali lost at Fast Lane because I know <laughs> he was heartbroken. But yes, yeah, Rick, I was on the Ali the way now. Yeah. yeah, yep. Rick Uchino, shouts out to him. So definitely Hi, check Rick. out Drew Heat 117. You can also check out Dark Power with Stat King. You also got AE Recap reviewing the St. Patrick's Day Slam of Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. So you know Marcus Cash and Jimmy McElroy were happy about that. Wednesday yeah. Night Warriors talking about NXT and AEW. Uh, you got J News Japan Special talking about the New Japan Cup. Two episodes of Review are on are up right now, and we're going to have new episodes of Wednesday Night Warriors, AE Recap, Blunt Impact, Dark Power, and I, oh, like I said before, the review of Back for the Attack, the NWA pay-per-view. We didn't talk about it here because we're going to give Stat King and Ness the opportunity to talk about it first. Christy Love, tell them where they can find you on social media. I am the station Miss Chrissy Love. You can find me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook. Chrissy Love underscore or Miss Chrissy Love. And just playing Crystal Lynch. Top Guy JJ. Uh, Instagram, you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. Facebook, I'm Justin Johnson. And I have just opened up a motherfucking Twitch account, baby. That is True Hill Top Guy JJ. I am on nice. Twitch. I'm about to be doing my first stream very, very soon. You know, so... You know, gotta gotta get that P five going. You know, I gotta fire that baby up. Uh oh! Look at this guy. This guy's gonna right? start Twitch page. I was thinking about starting a Twitch page, but you beat me to the punch. Yeah, look nah, at... you can start the True Hill Twitch page and just link me to it. That's it. Just 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 a brotherhood. Just link it, and then we 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 good. Avengers Avengers Hawkeye Future Imperfect is coming real soon. You, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at True Hill SP3. You can find me on Instagram, True Hill underscore Epic SP3. You can also check out our community wall for all bunch of great content that I've been on during the week. Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily, where I did my first time, my great promo talking about the real draw that is Bad Bunny. We also. Bad <laughs> you also uh, could have cashed me on last week's edition of The Distraction. And, of course, you can see me on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel with Rick Uchino. We're going to be reviewing uh, SmackDown this week on Smack Talk. So check that out. It's up right now. And you can follow True Heels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Heel Heat. Follow our partners and our friends at Battle Club Pro, Wrestling yeah. Travel, Warrior Wrestling, and Mission Pro Wrestling. And, of course... Like this video, share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family. Of course, push the subscribe button if you haven't already. Reminder, 50% of you don't subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. So push that subscribe button right now. We just hit 1,100 1, subscribers on our YouTube channel. Nice. We are 
pushing along and we are about to hit that 1.5 mark and then to the 2000 mark we come and we're about to hit monetization for our YouTube channel. So be a part of the movement. Subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. And if you don't like video, you can listen to True Hill Heat on iTunes, yeah. SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcast platforms. And you can watch True Hill Heat on Powered 4 TV. So for the beautiful, the lovely, the princess of all the true hills, Miss Christy Love. For a resident True Hill alcoholic himself, Top Guy JJ. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 118 until True Hill Heat 119 next week. We are signing off until 